Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. I really believe that the live stream didn't work in the 11 a.m. because you guys are nosy and you want to look at the 11 a.m. and you want to get an in next week. If since you're not going to be here in the 2 p.m., you can you can check it out, whatever. <laughs> but I really believe that God has a special purpose for this service today for you that are here today. If you're online, if you didn't see the 11 a.m., you can watch it now. You were meant for this period, not that one. So, I, uh, we posted a, last week I preached a message um, when we were at Dutton Locks, and it was a good time out there. The weather was so perfect. Like, yes, it was warm, but there was like this perfect breeze out there the whole time. If you were in the shade, it was beautiful. Had a baptism last week. Exciting. It just happened. Like, it just, it just happened. Like, at the end of the day, we were going home, and the person was talking to me and they were just like, I was serious. And I was like, I, I was too. And we were like, I was like, okay, I'll go find a spot. I did. I got in the water. They got in the water. It happened. That's how it's happened. And so <laughs> it happened. Um, so they got baptized. It was awesome. Um, and so uh, it happened. So uh, I got uh, clothes ordered so now there's now there's extra clothes and no one ever has an excuse sometimes people are like i don't have clothes to change into now you do um no excuses see one thing that people like to do is they like to have barriers that stop them from taking steps and so like i like to remove as many barriers as possible and so we got that um and then you know for people that don't want to do that um someone else was like hey i want to buy robes for the church and i was like okay uh you can buy robes so my grandma's got a friend that wants to buy robes for the church i was like go ahead so they're buying robes for the church. So we got robes and we got clothes. So there's like multiple things. There's never an excuse now. So <laughs> there's never going to be an excuse. When someone wants to be baptized, we'll be like, there's water. What's stopping you? Just like uh, Philip said <laughs> um, with the Ethiopian eunuch. So I am excited about that. So there will never be a reason for a person to not be baptized here or anywhere else. Um, so that to me is exciting. Um, but anyways, yesterday we posted, well, last week I preached that message, get rest. Um, and God really began to deal with me about that. Um, and again, this week, uh, you know, I'll get more into it in my message, but, uh, you know, I ended up in the hospital in the ER and I, so I thank you guys for your prayers. Uh, it means so much like to see messages and asking how I was doing and, and like to, have people uh, checking in and Jenny stopped over and Ryan stopped over one day. Like it was just, it was really, it really meant a ton to have people like just check in and like care about you. It was really cool. It means so much to know so many care. And um, a lot of things happened, you know, and like, oh God, I'm thankful for God. I think he did some things in my life just in that moment. And so I, uh, 
I was, you know, putting together my, my message, and it ended up being a series. So we're going to do a whole thing. I'm going to get my brother to preach before he goes. I think he's going to be at 50%. Um, <laughs> my wife is going to preach um, at some point here. Um, I'm going to get 100%. Rochelle, uh, no one gets that one. I'm going to get that one. That one's going to be a fun one. I might get uh, Ashley to preach when she comes back, but I don't know where she's going to be. She might fall into that 75% somewhere. You know, she's got to take a break when she gets back from her trip to Israel and stuff. So um, I don't know, somewhere in there. So I'm going to put some people in there, um, get a perspective, a wide perspective on this. And so the idea was, you know, I was putting together the, the message and I was like, man, this is like, this is more than I can cover in one message. Uh, and then I was like, oh, there's five weeks. And there's like five phases of battery life on your phone. There's like 100% when you wake up in the morning. There's 75% and you're like, I'm good. And there's like 50% and there's like battery anxiety that kicks in. And then there's like the, oh shoot, it's red. I'm on call. I need to get it plugged in. And then there's like, it's dead. And you're like, no one can get a hold of you now. So today I get dead. So you're empty. <laughs> So, um, some of us have terrible phones, you know, it gets to 5%. It's, you know what? I had a, this iPad used to be at like 20% it would just die. Some people's battery. And so one thing that's interesting, I'll get more into that. I just need to, you know, whatever. Anyways, so God really began to deal with me about this. Uh, and I've talked about it recently with people and stuff in passing. Um, and so the first thing I just want to say, I didn't even say this in the first service. So I should have, cause I've talked with people about burnout and stuff, but like, I, I am very cautious of burnout because I have been burned out before. And I know there's other people that have been burned out. Have you been burned out before? Raise your hand. All right, perfect. Good. Okay. I'm comfortable now. Okay. Uh, we've all been, most of us have been burned out before. And I'm very cautious of it because it, it's, it's something that can leave you full of bitterness, hate, and resentment towards God, the church, uh, leaders, people in your life. And one of the things that's so important is to make sure that we don't allow that to happen, one, in, in our church, in our lives. But there's a lot of stuff in the Bible. And, and boy, I'll tell you, like, I want you to have an expectation right now that God is going to touch your life because God moved in the first service in such a beautiful way. And I believe that this service is ordained for you, that God is going to move in your life. And that's for every single person. So let's just pray. God, I pray that you would move in this service. God, that you would touch and move in this place. God, anoint my, uh, myself, anoint our ears to hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Such a beautiful presence of God in here today. And so oh, my stupid iPad keeps locking up. It's like your face is too far away. And I'm like, stop looking at my face. Just like stay unlocked. I don't know how to, oh, nope, I don't know how to do that. Okay, whatever. Anyways, I need to change that time limit. Okay, anyway, 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7, it says, and I love this story, one of my favorite stories. One of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, has died. You know that your servant feared the Lord. Now the creditor is coming to take my two children as his slaves. Elisha asked her, what can I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? This is really important. She said, your servant has nothing. I want you to pay really close attention to that. Your servant has nothing except a jar of oil. I've got nothing but this little jar of oil. 
I have got nothing left but this jar of oil. She knew where to go though. She had nothing left, but she knew if she could get to Jesus, if she knew she could get to God, if she knew that she could get there, she knew that God could intervene. And so she went to the source. I have nothing in my house except a jar of oil. Verse three, this is really important. Then he said, go out and borrow empty containers from all your neighbors. Do not get just a few. Don't just get a few. Notice he says, go out to your neighbors. Your neighbors have got empty containers. Your neighbors are empty. Then go in and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour oil into all these containers. Set the full ones to one side. There's something really important in three and four. One, sometimes you are empty. A lot of us are empty. At some point in our life, we get empty and we need God to fill us. And sometimes we're just like, I, I don't know what to do. You're empty. You cannot, if you don't have anything in you, you can't pour anything, can you? If she would have had nothing, she would have been a neighbor. If you've got nothing, you're a neighbor and that's okay. She's going to come find you. Maybe someone else is going to come find you and say, hey, I need to bring you into my house and fill you. I need to come and help get you full. That's okay. You need to let someone pour into you sometimes. You need to let someone, you need to let God pour into you. You need to receive what God has for you because you can never pour into someone else if you are dry and empty. You will never touch someone else's life if you Throw that slide back up there, the, the title thing. If you're dead, if you're in this right here, your cell phone can't do anything. And so it says, so she left. But here, verse four, it says, then go in and shut the door. There is a time you will go to your neighbors. There will come a time. Oh, you can. Oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Never mind. Never mind. I know I'm confusing. Okay, Josh, you're, you're right. Good job. You're doing your job this time. Then go in and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour all the oil into these containers. Set the full ones to one side. There comes a time when the door closes. The oil could only flow to the containers that were there. And there was a, there was a time when the door shut where they couldn't go get more containers. There's a finite time. There is a time when the door closes and no more containers get in there. Stop rejecting what God has for you. Stop saying, nope, I don't need it. Nope, I'm good. I, I don't need what God has for me. Stop rejecting what he has. He's like, I got an abundance of what I have for you. And you're like, ah, oh, I don't need it right now. Like someone else needs that more than me. No, you need it right now because you're going to die. If you don't get it. And, and, and the door closes and there's no more opportunity. And so she left. After she had shut the door behind her, her and her sons, they kept bringing containers and she kept pouring. When they were full, she said to her sons, bring me another container. 
But he replied, there aren't any more. And I think the saddest part of the story is this right here. Then the oil stopped. I think that's the saddest part of the story is that the oil stopped. I don't see anywhere in here. There's no context the story of the story where the oil had to stop. The oil never had to stop, but because the containers stopped, the oil had to stop. If you reject for so long, there comes a time when the door closes and the oil will eventually stop. That will stop. There comes, there is a finite time. There is an end when it comes. Verse seven says, she went out and told the man of God and he said, go sell all the oil and pay your debt and you and your sons can live on the rest. It went from nothing to God of more than enough. I'm not preaching prosperity doctrine. I'm saying that God can and will meet your needs. It's not a prosperity where God will just do whatever. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that when you are on dead and you are empty, now you can throw it up. When you are here, if you will get plugged into Jesus Christ, he will begin to charge you. He will begin to power you up. And more than anything, yes, I have been dead before. But because of Jesus Christ, I can live again. I need to be here. I can't be here. I cannot be effective here. And I certainly cannot be effective here. I'm getting better here. And I'm getting a little bit better here. But I need to be in this area. I need to be in the green. So, if you got a cell phone, indulge me for a moment. Pull out your cell phone. And check out your battery. I've made it to 241. I got up at 9 something this morning. 9.05. I say ish because I don't remember the exact time. It's not like I look at my clock. I just know that there was my wife's voice saying, Zach, you need to get up. That's not how she talks either, but. Grammy said, yes, it is. It is kind of, yeah. Anyways, I'm at 93% on my battery. I haven't done much with my phone today. Chris, you playing Call of Duty much? Yeah, yeah, you are? Man, when I play that game on my phone, it sucks the battery life right out of my phone. Man, you play a game and it's just like, and you're like, where'd that go? Two hours of your life. You wonder screen processing graphics, all that stuff. It's just like, Josh has a bad old phone. Like his is, his is basically junk. It like shuts down in the middle of the game. Like I have a good phone and like it still drains my battery. <laughs> but anyways, if you pull out your phone, you look at your, your battery, which someone shout out your battery numbers. 48%, 33%, 59. Let me see your phone real quick. Let me see what yours does. Let me, let me borrow yours for a second. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, let's see. No, yours isn't doing. Anyone have a lower one than 33%? No, no one's got lower than 33? Okay. Anyone in the red? No one in the red? Okay, that's okay. So anyways, there's, there's this thing that your phone does. A lot of the newer phones have battery-saving features that um, 
what they do is in the background of your phone, they kill some of the processing power. They, you see my phone when it goes across, like it, it you're like, oh, look at all those stupid apps he's got. Yeah, I have one for Sandy's Donuts. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have one for, does anyone remember Lemmings? I have a Lemming, no, no, anyone like DOS? Like Lemmings, yeah, there's like Lemmings, you, you know, the guys that walk across the screen, you got to get them to the door. Yeah, yeah, I have Lemmings on my phone. Like I have a lot of dumb stuff on my, I also have Quicken, QuickBooks on here, so I also have important things. I also have a grill app, you know, like I have important things on my phone, okay? And so there's some things like it stops sending notifications to your phone for some of these apps that you don't use, like your email, um, your Amazon, your, I don't know, all these different apps that you got on your phone that you don't use a whole lot of, you're, you're among us that you haven't played in months, you know, like all these different things, it stops sending notifications, it stops pushing notifications, it stops running updates. It'll turn off your hotspot. It'll turn off your um, Bluetooth. So there's a thing there in the newer phones. It has a battery saver mode. You just hit that any time of the day if you want to. Otherwise, it's programmed at like 25% to go ahead and kick your phone into battery saver mode, depending on your newer one. Well, you put it in battery saver mode, and it just moves a little differently. And now I won't get as many notifications because it cuts out a lot of the different notifications because it's trying to save my battery and extend it for the user's life. It, it wants to make sure that I get the most battery life out of the day. That's what it's, it's optimizing for the battery life. Games are gonna run poorly. Things are gonna run poorly. It's gonna run slower. Facebook isn't gonna be as good. Things are gonna update slower because it's optimizing to keep the battery life extended. I don't want that. I wanna run at full power even when it's low because I don't like how slow and boggy my phone feels. I don't like the way that it feels when it's in the red. I don't like that feeling. It doesn't feel good. If you saw our social media post last night, you'll see that it said run and I don't know if you saw that. Um, if you look at our, the square post, it says, are you in, 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 ing, I think. I don't know. There's a lot of ins in it. My sister messaged us last night and you have too many ins in it. And we were like, no, we don't. We have just the right amount of ins. You see, when you're dead or when you're on red, you start doing things wrong. You start doing things incorrectly. You start messing up because your phone is messed up. You're like, well, Zach, that's not my, I'm not my phone. Actually... You have one battery in your phone and your battery has an expiration date. Did you know that? Your battery actually has an expiration date stamped on it. Your, your battery, actually when you buy your phone, check your packaging, I bet it has an expiration date. Your, your, your phone has an expiration date. Your battery has an expiration date. There is a lifetime. It will continue to work after the expiration date of the battery. But that battery's lifetime, its performance gets less and less as after that expiration date. How many of you after a year are like, oh, my battery's terrible. Two years, your battery is like, lasts three hours. Yeah, so go replace your battery. You can do that, but your battery has one life to live. You also have one life to live. 
you see the fast charging and quick charging, you're like, oh, I can charge my battery to 50% in 10 minutes, 15 minutes. That also hurts your battery. Quick charging hurts your battery, but we're a society that is driven by the quickest, fastest method, right? And so we're like, I need this. I, I want to be able to be at 50% in 10 minutes. So let me get there as fast as I can. Let me swell my battery up. And like, yes, there's smart chargers and all these things. And so I rush it. That's not the correct way to charge it. You're supposed to do slow charging. Uh, that's why your some phones, uh, iPhones and newer phones, actually slow your charging so that whenever your phone wakes up and whenever you wake up in the morning, your phone is actually now at 100% right when your alarm goes off. It slow charges it all night long with your alarm. It's a setting on your phone. Weird things. Like, how do you know all this stuff? Because I watch the dumbest videos <laughs> about technology. Seriously, this is how I know all this stuff. Okay, so then also to keep your battery at maximum life for the longest time, you want to make your battery last years longer than everyone else's, keep it charged between, I think it's like 48 and like 80 some percent right in that window. Don't fast charge it and keep it right in there. That is the best. Don't let it go all the way out. Don't let it die. Actually killing your battery and charging it to full is the worst thing you can do for your battery. I feel like that, that's like a misconception that we have. We're like, oh, let me kill my battery and then fully charge it. Actually, that's the worst thing you can do for your phone. Depleting it is terrible. Yeah, it shortens the length of the battery. So your best bet is to keep it at that 40-some percent to the 80-some percent, never fully charging it, never completely emptying it. So you have a lot of choices to make with your cell phone of how you will... Phones or humans? Well, uh, basically humans. Okay. Because you're so tied to... The, we'll get to humans here in just a second. I'm, 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 I'm tying it to humans here in just a minute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you have one life to live. You also have one battery in your phone. And the choices you make for your life are your choices. Whether you do them correctly, if you want to do it the fast way and get to 50% in your life, doesn't mean you're going to make the right choices. The pleasure of sin only lasts for a season, right? Now the analogy is working, right? <laughs> now we switched. <laughs> we were just talking about technology. Yep, I was making the switch <laughs> right then. <laughs> So you only get one battery in life, your life, one time. That's it. You just get one. The choices you make are yours. What you do with them, God's like, here's your life. What are you going to do with it? What decisions will you make? You get one. You get one battery. What are you going to do with it? A lot of times we're here. And I know in this room today, there's a representation. If you're online, you're here, there's a representation of all of those right in here. I know I've been dead. I've been on red. Uh, I don't know, take a mental check. Where are you at today? Be honest with yourself. You can tell yourself you're at 100%, but really check your battery of your life. Be honest, are you at 5% right now in your life? Because I can be honest with you and say right now, in my life, I'm somewhere in here. 
And I'm just above red. I'll be honest with you. I'm just above red. God's dealing with me. I'm working on me. Where are you? If, if I'm here and God's dealing with me, are you really here? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, I'm not perfect. I know it. I know I'm not, okay? Ain't no one in here perfect and ain't no one in here 100%. <laughs> I won't be 100% by the end of this series. I can promise you that. But I hope to be 75, okay? That's my goal. I want to be at 75 in five weeks, okay? <laughs> Simple goal. I got some things I got to do in my life. Your life is not disposable. God gave you a responsibility to care for yourself. Mark 12, 30 and 31 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. And this is the first commandment. With everything that you are, the first thing that you're to do is love God. With everything that you are, God, everything that I am, I'm going to love you. Everything, every part of my being, I am going to love you. Every part that I have, and God, it ain't much. I'm going to do my best to love you. There's a reason why we have to love him. I got to learn to love him. Because as I learn to love him, and I learn to accept the love that he has for me, then I can follow commandment number two. And the second is like, the, is like namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Let me ask you this, how can you love your neighbor? If you cannot love yourself, you cannot Pour into your neighbor if you are dry and barren. You cannot help your neighbor if you can't help yourself. I can't. Dear Lord, I just, this just hit me. Check this out. The coolest thing. Where's your phone? Oh, it's over there charging. Does anyone have wireless charging on their phone? Let me see your phone. Take it out of the case. The coolest thing about some of these phones is I can share. Hopefully this works with you and not just other Google phones. Um, is I know with my wife's phone it works. Is your phone dead? How do I? You're going to help. Oh, let's see if this works. Well, it will work with my wife's, but I might have to turn a setting on. Well, anyways, it would work with my wife's, but I have wireless charging on my phone where I can turn on and it will charge other people's phones. But if I'm in battery saver mode and I'm in red, you know it doesn't work. I can't give to anyone else's. It's the coolest thing ever. When I see someone else's, your NFC might not be on or whatever, but when I turn that on, it is so cool when I see someone else's phone start charging. It's the coolest thing ever. But I can't do that 
if my battery is dead or my battery is in red, if it's like that, I can't give to anyone else. Spiritually, it is the exact same thing. If I am in the red, if I am dead, I cannot give to anyone else. If I don't first take care of myself and get plugged into the power source, Jesus Christ, I cannot give to anyone else. I can't be a benefit to anyone else. I can't touch someone else's life. I cannot lead someone else to Jesus Christ if I have not first made it to Jesus Christ. I'm going to be a witness. He gave us power, right? You shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you so that you can be a witness. How can I be a witness if I haven't experienced power? How can you care for your husband, your wife, your kids, your church, your city, your neighbor, if you can't care for yourself? If you can't receive what God has for you? No greater love is this. I got to have that love. I, he laid his life down for me. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. How, how can I? How can, sometimes I have a hard time. Accepting that God loves me, that, that he cares for me, that I'm so messed up that I want to reject what he has for me. But he loves me and wants to get, he has an overabundance that he wants to give me. If you're on empty, you've got nothing to give. I got the, the coolest demonstration. The coolest demonstration here. This is going to just like blow your mind if it doesn't you need a cup i hope you're thirsty you thirsty you guys look thirsty are you thirsty yeah just share with your family yeah here i'll, I'll give you one no, jason i gave you one in the last service but i'll give you one i'll give you a cup you look thirsty grandma i'll give you a cup this time you need one you guys can share. I'm going to give more cups out. Oh, you, guys have a, you guys have your own cups. I'm going to give you a cup. Rochelle, you need a cup. Sarah, do you have a cup? Okay. Okay. Here you go. Give one to my grandma, too. She needs a cup. Y'all look thirsty. So, the, the story goes, that cup is empty. Right? Check it out. Like, the other day, now you all know I wasn't feeling good and I ended up in the ER and all that jazz and um, medication and whatever. And anyways, I was really bad and I was kind of like coming in and out of consciousness. And anyways, I got really thirsty and the doctor or the nurse would not let me have a drink of water until I talked to the doctor. Do you know how thirsty you get? When you can't have water and you want water. I went through two IV bags. I was thirsty. So I must have been dehydrated too. I think it was two IV bags. I mean, I was in and out of consciousness. Maybe it was just one. But it feels like it took forever. Um, anyways, um, I, uh, <clears throat> she, she wouldn't let me have water. And I wanted it so bad. So thirsty. We come to church, and we come, and we're like, oh, well, I've been coming to church my whole life. 
That's what I do on Sundays. It's, it's what I do on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day you go to Bible study. So, you know, this, is, this, is, this is habit. This is, this is how I've always lived my life. This is when I go. This is what I do. But it's not really relationship. It's just habit or it's just culture. It's just because mom wants me to or grandma wants me to. It's not really your relationship with God. It's someone else's. And you're empty, dry, and barren, just like that cup. You're dead. And you are wondering what you're even doing here. I'll tell you this. That night, I was sitting there, and I was so thirsty, and I needed a cup of water. But I couldn't have it. I just wanted a cup of water. And then finally, I talked to the doctor, and the nurse gave me water. And I came in and out of consciousness, and I woke up, and I took a sip, and the cup was empty. Just like your cup is right now. I had already drank the cup of water. The cup was empty again. I had gotten a full cup about that size of water and it was gone. Already gone. I remember when I came into the ER, they said they were busy. I remember, I remember that I didn't want to be a bother. I remember they gave me permission that I could have water, but I didn't want to hit the button. You, some of you sit here and you've got empty cups in your life. Your life is that cup. You've gotten something from God at one point in your life. You've taken a sip. You got something that you needed. But now you're an empty container again. But the beauty is, God wants to fill you full to overflowing. That's the beauty is God's got more than enough. You're like, but Zach, in the scripture you said it stops. Yeah, there is a finite time. There is a day. There will be an end. There is a time. There is a day that is coming when he, Jesus will come and catch his bride away. And I'm telling you, there is a day that is coming that the door will close, that the anointing will stop flowing, that the water will stop where you will not be able to get a drink. So I say now, get everything that you can get now. Why wait? Why stop? Why push it aside and say, Oh, I don't need it now. I'll wait. I'll let someone else get it. Why don't you go ahead and get everything that you need from him and get it right now? You see, while I sat there in that, that room, I finally got the courage. I, I hit the button. And the nurse came and she filled my cup again. She, uh, she put some ice in it. She put a straw in it. Maybe so I'd stop drinking it so fast. I don't know. And I came in and out of consciousness again. And it was gone. The ice was gone. Everything was gone. It was dry. Sometimes we are so thirsty in our lives. 
that yes, we got a little bit from God, but we did not get all that he has for us. That we got that little drop, that we got that, yeah, your cup maybe got filled up, but you drank it so fast. You got what you needed, but he's got so much more for you. I totally missed this last week. Psalms 23 says your cup is full and overflowing. My cup was just full that night. I needed my cup to be overflowing with water. The cup would just have some water, Millie. I, I, I was so thirsty and the water was gone. Third time, someone else came in and I asked her, I said, if I was allowed to have as much water as I wanted and it was, you know, within reason, could I have as much as I wanted? And she said, yeah. I was like, you would keep bringing it in? And she said, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Do you know what? Even after the permission to hit the button, as many times as I wanted to, to get all the water I needed, I was still afraid. And I began to think later on in the week how fear whispers in our ear and says, no. That's not for you. That message isn't really for you. It's for someone else. Nope, that's the preacher's talking to someone else. Maybe that's for someone online or that's for someone there. Or you reason it out in your mind and you say, nope, that's, that's not for me. I, my, cup is, my cup is 50%. I can't be stingy. I'm at 75% and my cup has got some stuff in it. I, I can give to someone else. I got a little bit, but God's like, I need you full. Well, I do want to make it here. I do. I know that I need some more time. I'm going to get there. And I know this, the only way that I can ever get there is if I stay plugged into Jesus Christ. He's the author and finisher of my faith. He's got to be the central focus of my life. He's got to be the one who fills my cup. It can't be. I can't get my validation from someone else. You see, he's the one who fills the cup from full to overflowing. And I believe this without a shadow of a doubt in my, in my mind right now. Now, maybe today, this is the room. We're the vessels. And he wants to pour. I have some that I'll give. You've got some that you can give. And maybe if we all just pour together, the oil will continue to flow. You see, it was not in her power. She couldn't multiply the oil. She couldn't do it, but she knew that if she would go to God, oh God, I can't save my family. I can't save my city. I can't save my friends, but God, I know you. I know you can do it, God. 
God, I know it's you. You are the source. And he's like, what you have right now, what, what you've got, that's, that's what I'll use. You've got nothing but that little bit right there. I'll take that and I'll multiply it. That little bit of faith, that little bit of encouragement, that, that, little, bit, that little bit that you've got right there, that is enough. Don't let fear whisper into your ear and say, no, that's not enough. Don't let fear whisper into your ear and say that you're not good enough. Don't let fear whisper into your ear and say that, 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 that this isn't for you. This is for you. God loves you. God cares for you. And I believe it 100%. He wants to fill your cup full to overflowing don't let the enemy whisper into your ear because he will he will lead astray if possible the elect he'll do what he can to take away he'll do what he can you got to listen for the still small voice the voice of god look throughout the week this message has been on my heart my mind And I know throughout the next couple of weeks, God is going to deal with me. And I want him to deal with you. But you have got to be willing to accept him filling you. You've got to be willing to say, God, I need you to fill me. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Don't be in fear. Someone throw me their cup real quick. Thanks, Millie. You see, I need a cup. That's all God says. I just need a cup. He just needs someone who says, I'm willing. I feel you full. I want to be full to overflowing. Oh. That's what I want to be. Because you see, like, yeah, the carpet's wet. The water's running. It's a mess. But if I'm like that, and he continues to pour, I'm going to make a mess. I'm going to get it into other people's lives. It's going to get on other people. It's going to spread. Look at the carpet. It's, it's wicking out. Now, not only do I have some for me, but I've also got some for you. I've got some for you. I've got some for you. I can't fill this cup, but God can. And the beauty of it is, this is now what I have. It was empty before. I can't make you see it. But this cup will never go empty if I stay in the will of God. If I stay in the presence of God. If I continue to seek after God, it will never run dry. No matter how much I pour. No matter how much I give. It's always going to be right back in there. No matter how much I pour, it's going to continue. God is going to continue to pour right back into me. And no matter how much I pour into other people's lives, if I stay in his will, 
because I got submitted and I said, God, whatever you want, God, whatever you need, I'm going to do it. God, whatever you want, God, I need you in my life. Don't be afraid of the presence of God. It is the only thing that has ever changed my life. I remember as a young person, 20 some years old, I remember as a, I don't know, 20 some years old, I had to break from fear. I didn't want to let other people in. I didn't want I didn't really need God. I didn't feel like I could do it my own way. Verse 5. So she left. After she had shut the door behind her, her sons kept bringing her containers and she kept pouring. Someone came and gathered me. They gathered all the containers they could think of. They did all that they could do. They began to pour, but once the door was shut, that was the end of the containers. I believe that Jesus is reaching today for your life. For my life. Because he needs you and I better than empty. He needs us better than on red. Gotta be better than 50. We need to be at 100. I don't know how the month's gonna go with all these, but I know this right now, that God is dealing with you. And if he's not, then I'm dead wrong, but he's dealing with me. When they were full, she said, bring me another container. But he replied, there aren't any more. Then the oil stopped. Do I face burnout? Yeah, we all do. Do I take care of myself? Not like I should. Does God set me straight? Yeah, he does. How do I continue? to do stuff by making sure that when God corrects I get back into the flow and I let God fill me so that I get back to 100 have I been at 100? yep have I been dead? yep do I need to get to 100 now? yeah I'll admit it you gotta admit it too where are you? When I was younger, I learned something. And I've watched it multiple times here. When I watched it in the 11 o'clock service, and man, it was, it was powerful. There was, I don't know, 
seven or eight people who made their way up to the front just to pray, needed prayer. And this is, this, is my, this, is, this is my hope and my prayer, is that that is the way it always is. I, I, don't, I don't want one person to feel like, oh, okay, I need prayer. Ooh, people are going to look at me. I don't want anyone to ever feel that way. You don't need prayer. Come up and get prayed for. Because if you don't need prayer and you, you come up and get prayed for, maybe someone else is like, and you know what? You don't have to come up here and get prayed for. You just come up here and pray. Like, that's not, like, I don't pray for most people that come up here. I'm not going to pray for everyone all the time. Like, this is not how it is. Like, I like to pray for who God leads me to pray with. That's why, like, I go out and if you don't come up here, I go pray for you out there. Like, <laughs> you just make it easier if you come up here. <laughs> it's not as awkward if I have to go out there. <laughs> you don't come up here, I'm going to come find you. <laughs> So sometimes if I come and pray for you out there, it's because God was leading me to pray for you before the service ever started. <laughs> Just FYI, for those of you I've come and prayed for and you didn't come up here, <laughs> I was going to pray for you before you, if you didn't come up here. <laughs> so <laughs> for those of you I've come and prayed for and you're like, well, you pray for me every Sunday. Note taken. Come up here. <laughs> So that's funny. Okay, let's get serious now. Okay. I don't, there's nothing special about this space up here. There's not, there's no power up here. There's nothing special about this thing. There's nothing special, powerful, anointed, anything. There's nothing about this. There's nothing. This, this is the same carpet here, this back there. It's all the same. I go stand back there and preach. Y'all just have to look that way or watch it on your phone. There's action though, and action does things. And I, I like it. I, I believe that it's important when, when people come together. And this morning, there was a group of people that came up here and they began to pray. And I just watched God begin to do a work in their life. And sometimes there's just, you just see that step. God sees that step. It's just something different than what they've always done. And I'm not saying God can't touch you where you are because he can. God absolutely can touch you right where you are. But I'm challenging it today to maybe step outside of your comfort zone. Just try something. Because here it is. I don't want fear to stop you in your tracks. And sometimes fear whispers into our ears and it stops us. Nope. Someone's going to think that there's something wrong with me if I go and get the help that I need. This woman knew where to go. Her kids were in danger. But she came to Elisha and said, I need help. And I know God can help me. If it wasn't for God, he, that she would be a neighbor. She would be empty. But she knew the source to go to. 
That's why I say don't let fear whisper into your ear today because you know the source you need to go to. I'm not the source. It's Jesus Christ. You need to get to Jesus because he's the one that can fill you. And you know that if you have been running on empty and I know it in my mind, in my heart, in my spirit, that if I've been running on empty, what I felt in my spirit on Monday, I know that there are people in here right now. I can feel it. I am fighting. Do not let this be the day that you walk out of here without getting what you need from God. This could be the last time. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, I hate it when I have to do this. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus, I pray you would move in this place right now. Oh, God. I can tell you this right now. Whatever you've been dealing with in your life right now. Whatever situations, you need to get a hold of God. Oh, Jesus. You're on the verge. God. He loves you. Don't let fear whisper in your ear and tell you otherwise. Don't let people tell you otherwise. Don't let anyone think if you come up here, they're going to think that you're not worthy or that, that, that you got something wrong. There is not a person in here that's got something wrong in their life that they don't deserve to be prayed with. That They don't deserve to be helped. That woman needed help and she knew the source to get to. You know the source to go to. It's Jesus Christ. It's okay to get passionate in your prayer. It's okay to cry out to Jesus Christ because he is the author and finisher of your faith. It is okay to cry out. It's okay to pray. It's okay to speak in tongues. It's okay to be filled with his spirit. It's okay to be full to overflowing. Don't let anyone else whisper in your ear otherwise it's okay Jesus I'm not going to say anything else he loves you he cares for you Jesus God oh God I need you thought I was worth So you clean me up inside